The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. They do. I'm like, come on. It's like, like people are like, oh, do you have kids? I'm like, no, I have animals. And I'm being serious because, like, they're might like as your well. kids. Yeah. Might as well. Like, legit. You're, you got little kids that keep fighting with each other. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah. You separate them. I really do. <laughs> like, that night, we had, uh, Dev was like, well, Freya can't sleep upstairs tonight because cause she always sleeps in bed with us. Mm-hmm. But, like, the upstairs when we first got her, like, we pretty much made our bedroom. Like the safe the, zone for the cats. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, since she tried to go at Farty, we'll separate them again. So we put the gate up and we left Freya like downstairs. Oh, man. So she was upset. I'm sure. She was so upset. Crying, she, whining. Oh, she was sitting there at like one o'clock in the morning. She starts barking and barking and barking. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I put the gate down so that she could come lay in bed yeah, with us. Yeah. But she hasn't gone at Farty ever since. I don't think she wants to not be in the bedroom with us. <laughs> She's like, hmm, maybe this is why. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, because then that morning uh, after that, I was getting ready and um, I s- turned around and she was like eating their food. And I was like, get out. <laughs> and so I sent her back downstairs and I put the gate up and then she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rico does too. So like, you know, we keep that door closed so that Etta can have her own room. Rico, yeah. as soon because Aaron will come up to vacuum once and whenever she does weekly, he'll follow her right up because he knows he can walk in the room and he hopes he can get in there before she picks up the food because he goes right for it. Yeah, he I don't understand why they like cat food so know. much. They're weird. That and rabbit turds, dude. Yeah. I'm like, stop eating rabbit turds. You're going to get sick. It's not even just rabbit turds. It's cat turds, too. The oh, other, yeah. I literally, the other day, I caught Freya inside. That's the other reason we made the cat door was because... I go in that basement room and I'm like, Freya, what are you doing? She comes out, she had cat litter, litter. all over her nose. <laughs> and she's like digging, <laughs> chewing on the wa- turd. she wants to kiss you after that. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. Go brush your oh, teeth. Oh, God. And that's how we start the show. This is Tube Time. I'm Chris. I'm Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Taking shit kisses from your dog. Talking about shit kisses, oh, man. God. You, I don't think you could pay me enough to be a therapist, bro. This show that we're talking about today, I'm going to tell you this right now. I saw it first. Of, I was expecting it to be an hour show. I really was. I was too. Because it's it's a drama, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, it's gonna be an hour. When I saw it wasn't, it was like 21 minutes. I'm like, all right, this ain't bad. This will be cool. There's a lot that happens in 22 minutes. But Jesus Christ, it was a blink of an eye. It like was. I was like, it's done already. What? That was fast. It was fast, and I was like, this is how you're gonna leave me. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, I guess I got another show I'm going to start watching now, too, because I can't just not find out what happens now. Exactly. Like, Hold on. We're talking about the patient.
weird. Is this show on? Is this on t- regular TV or Hulu? Just it's Hulu. on Hulu, yeah. It's not like an FX show that's on Hulu. No, it's on Hulu, and it's actually how Hulu's doing this is like they do old shows where they're releasing it weekly. So right now, like the whole series is not out. They're doing it old school stuff. Yeah, so See, each week a new episode comes out. Let me ask you something. I know you're not a big person to watch TV and watch this stuff, but are you more of a fan of like where it's weekly and you have to wait the old school style, or are you more of a fan where they drop the whole season so you could watch it as long as as much as you want? No, I'm a binge watcher. Like I are you? Yeah, I lose interest if I have to wait weekly. Like I'm do just, you? Yeah, I'm like oh, I forget about it. I'm like oh. Gotta wait a week. Sorry, <laughs> forgot. It's interesting for me. See, for me, I still watch that way. And so, like, like Stranger Things drops a whole season, right? Yeah. I'll still watch one episode at a time, like maybe every couple days, or but I don't know that I wait once a week. But I don't binge. I can't just sit and watch back to back to back to back to back. It's rare. It's rare where I'll do something like that. See, I can't. But I think that's the only way I can because I never really give TV like a real honest effort. <laughs> when it comes to like i just see i was raised by tv yeah. like growing up my parents were we my parents were the kind of parents where it was like go play go do your thing don't be around messing around here like we're in the living room just go right go in the bedroom go in the go in, in florida you had florida rooms is what they were called yeah. these little you know and it was like go out there and watch tv yeah and so i grew up watching tv from the moment i woke up Till I went to school, till I got when I got back to dinner time, from after dinner to bed, like that's all I ever did was watch TV. Yeah, that's how my parents were too, and I think that's why I protested. Like I don't really. Yeah, so for like, me, there's a comfort in it. It's like it's like, oh, mama. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Like that's all my parents do now. Even like my yeah. parents love movies. Like they just watch movies and TV, and like that's okay. just their whole thing. But for me, it was always books. Like I get oh, more yeah, invested in books. a book. Because it gives you more of an in-depth look into like the characters and what they're thinking. For a TV show, I can always guess what's going to happen next. Like whenever I watch it, I'll get a couple, I'll watch a couple episodes and I'm like, I bet you this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then it does usually because it doesn't take long to like figure it out. Like it, they can't, they just can't make everything so complex. Did you, did you figure this episode out? Like, did you figure out? Oh, yeah. What the deal was by the time like it got to the end and he said what he was immediately. Yeah. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Immediately. Oh, dude, let's get into the patient. Let's get into this. Okay, so we open scene with Steve Carell. Yes. And older. Got a beard graying like not. This is not the office. Steve Carell. He's older looking here. He is older, but he's got way more hair than he did in the office. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, he got some money with that office gig and he was able to get some hair stuff done. You know, Uh, but I mean, you know, he's older looking. He's just an older guy now. But he looks good older. Like, I like it because he he actually to me. um, Did you ever watch you? No. Okay. Hmm. Well, never mind. At some then. point, then it's coming, huh? Then, yeah, maybe, maybe we should make that a. <laughs> okay, never okay. mind. I was gonna say something. I okay, won't. I won't. All right. So, <laughs> we open to a very gray Steve Carell with yes. a beard, and he's very like, very Johnny Depp in the secret window looking. Like he's got you know a, a big sweater going on, and he's just waking up in my grandma's bed. Like he's got. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, it's a. It's. So and it, the thing I liked about this when he's waking up, he's like waking up and he's like and because he's graying and he's like all like like groaning and like like he's stiff. You're like, oh, 
I know what that feels like. As yeah. you get older, you're like, oh, shit, I know what that's like. And it was funny because Erin watched it with me. Mm-hmm. And she actually laughed at that point. She's just like, oh, yep, that's me every morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just joking around. But, like, that's what you think is, is happening here is this yeah. old dude getting out of bed. Well, it kind of threw me off immediately seeing where he woke up at because I knew from reading it that he was a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew that he was a therapist. So, like, you expect a therapist to wake up in, like, a nicer looking bed. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. he literally woke up with, like, a... It looked like an old, just like shitty quilted bed. Yeah. And like next to him was like a shitty wooden nightstand. And it was like all mismatchy furniture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his glasses are on the nightstand. So he just rolls over right away and he grabs his glasses. And he's like kind of trying to figure out what's going on and where he is, it seems. In my mind, I was thinking this was his place. I'm like, oh, so he's not doing good in life. He might be a therapist, but like there's like there, he's at a point in life where maybe like his wife left him and he's kind of yeah. down and out. That's how I took it at the beginning. And he's, he's all getting up and shuffling out of bed. And you can see he still has clothes on. So he gets up and he starts walking towards this door and he can't get too far. Well, he stands up and like you hear a clink, clink. Yeah. And he looks down and he goes, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he is chained to the motherfucking floor. Yeah. Like at first I thought he was chained to the bed. Yeah. No. And I, you see that there's a big metal plate on the fro- floor and yeah. he is legit chained to the fucking floor. With these huge padlocks. These aren't like little like locker, you know, dial padlocks. And he is like trying to see how far he can get. He walks towards a sliding glass door where you can see to the outside. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime. Yeah. Nothing going on. He can't reach the door. He sla- he walks towards another door. He can't reach that. He walks towards a set of stairs. Can't reach that. And you're looking at like someone's basement. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It, it's like all paneling. Because it's like, got those windows that are just kind of like the, the frosted glass. Yeah. But they're normally they're more higher towards the ceiling. So, you know, it's like the lower level of the house. You know what I mean? And so he's trying to reach it and he can't get to that either. Yeah. It looked like the old windows that you would see in like the movie theater, like yeah. the old movie yeah. theater. Yeah. 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 For real. And you could tell that this is like not an expensive home because it's like it looked like paneling to me. And yeah, like, it's old school, like 70s. Yeah. You could basically see like the shag carpeting. Yeah. And he and starts screaming. He's like, help. Which, Just screaming. What the fuck are you doing? Dev was actually watching this with me and he goes, well, that's not smart. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fair. Because why are you going to start screaming when you don't know where you are? Or who's upstairs? Yeah. Obviously, there's stairs here. That means something's up there like figure it out figure out how to i don't know try to pick this lock like do something quietly yeah crazy you're you're at a sliding glass door do something try but i don't know the way i thought of it is like not everybody's a thinker like he's a therapist he's a he's a reactor though in this if you notice everything he's doing he's very reactive he's very scared he's very immediately it's a reaction and not let's sit back and think even though he starts to because after screaming he sits down and he tries to like calm himself down and breathe yeah but like yeah he's not that's not his first thing is to to sit back and think about it yeah like i feel like me i'm a a problem solver like i'm reactive Mm -hmm. initially like i'll initially like panic and like freeze for maybe a second and then i'm like okay i gotta figure this out but like he just starts screaming help and like when i first seen that it kind of made me think of like the 40 year old virgin or something where he's like oh my god Kelly oh my god oh, oh. yeah and i'm like what is happening here and then it kind of like cuts back to you know it cuts it's like a flashback to, right well it goes and it shows the patient like it yeah 
cuts the scene and then it goes back to his actual life and it plays some answering machine messages and then you go to his actual home. Yeah. And he's, you know, cooking himself breakfast. He's getting ready for the day. It's just like a normal routine for him. And the message is somebody calling saying that they, you know, they looked him up and they need some help and they really feel like he's the guy that can help them. And it's a guy that's talking. Yeah, his name Uh, was Gene Bollinger. Gene, yes. And he says, you know, he'd like to see him. So he listened to the message from Gene and Gene said that he was going to call him back because he was hard to reach. Yes. And then he... um, Yeah, he makes a phone call and he calls. He says, hey, honey, it's your dad. Yeah, he does make a phone call to his daughter. And then he is starting to like see patients. Yeah. And so that's what it is. We we get like montages of people that he's talking to in his practice and how they're talking to him, right? And one of them is the Gene guy. Like yeah. we see him immediately with the hat, the glasses. And he's a very interesting character. Like I found him to be notable immediately. First thing he says. Yeah. My dad beat the shit out of me all the time. Yeah. He's like, well, what do you mean by all the time? All the time. And he's like, every minute of the day, like any time he wanted to, for any reason, he just beat the shit out of me. Yeah. And I liked the way that when he said it, Steve Carell goes, well, that sounds like it would really fuck somebody up. Like, yeah. I liked the way he responded. Yeah. Like, yeah, not- he's very calm, very kind of like, okay, well, let's talk. Let's get into this. And so we're seeing what he does, but mostly we keep seeing the interaction between him and Gene back and forth. Yes. And... You can tell that he's a very understanding man. Mm-hmm. Like he listens and he pays attention. He and his whole vibe is very open. Like all everything about him is open and colorful. Mm-hmm. Like his house, his office, all of the colors are very bright and teal. I and, never noticed that. Yeah, like the, his whole vibe. Like okay, you can just tell. Like they always say that a person. You can tell how a person's feeling based on the things that they like, and like what they surround themselves with. Like when I was a kid and All I was my like, stuff's like horror. I know. Well, <laughs> yes and no. It's, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, like, I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So like when I was in high school and I was like super depressed and stuff, but I didn't realize I was depressed. I was really goth. Yeah. So I was like a very goth kid and like everything with me was black. My fingernails was black. My hair was black. Like I everything. Shit. Yeah. And now as I'm an adult and like, I'm more, I look at my surroundings and like what I do and like my ho- entire house is colorful. Like every yeah, wall yeah, is, is colorful and bright and like my windows are constantly open. And like before I used to have all my blinds shut. Like I didn't want anybody to come in. Gotcha. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. Wow. But now as an adult, I can see that that was me trying to cut people out even subconsciously. Dang, Steve Carell helped you too, huh? Well, no, I just <laughs> noticed those things like with No, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I notice those things with myself, like yeah. even now with my hair, it's I always have color in my hair because I do, yeah, always like a colorful person now. So that's who he is. But this Gene person, you can see he's very like guarded, you know. Mm-hmm. With the and Steve Carell points that out. He's like, "Hey, what's with the sunglasses? Like, yeah. why do you have these sunglasses on in every session?" He's like, "I got problems with my eyes. They're sensitive." Yeah. yeah. Have you seen a doctor? I've seen two doctors. Yeah, two of them. And he's just very kind of like standoffish doesn't really answer these questions and i noticed with those sunglasses and just the hat the sunglasses it made it so you couldn't really tell what this guy looked like for real like so steve carell could walk by him in the street without the hat and sunglasses and wouldn't know he was walking by this guy at all exactly and i'm like oh, this is a little weird this dude yeah and he seemed just very generic like mm-hmm. as a whole he's a very generic person yeah. like he's just a tall linky white guy yeah and steve yeah Car- he could just disappear into the crowd yeah 
And Steve Carell also tells him, like, I feel we're not really getting anywhere. Right. Like, you're not opening yourself up to me. You keep guarding yourself. He's like, if this is going to work, like, you have to talk to me. That's the only way it's going to... You have to tell me things that might not be comfortable to talk about. It's just how it is. And this dude's just like... What did he say? I can't remember what his response was, but it was it was more like, uh, yeah, this isn't like the book. Because he read his book, right? Yeah. Steve Carell's character wrote a book, and when they first met, he says, I read your book. And so then, like, this isn't what he expected. Like, he read a book, and in his mind, I'm going to go see this therapist, and it's going to work the way this book is. Yeah. But this is not how it's working in real life. And Steve Carell's like, yeah, you got to talk to me. It doesn't just kind of go like the book. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, people always, like, I was actually talking about this with my friend because he was telling me how he needs to go to therapy with his, like his not girlfriend or whatever everybody does yeah i'm a big i used to be the kind of person which i'm talking years ago when right before i was with aaron my mentality was always like yeah there's people that need therapy not everybody because some people are strong enough to deal with things like their minds are strong enough to deal with things and i'm one of these kinds of people i don't need that shit yeah and it wasn't until after being with aaron for so long and actually working in the mental health field that i've I'm a 180. I'm the of the mindset that everyone should talk to somebody that they don't know. Like yeah. go talk to them and tell them these things because you will hear perspectives that they have no agenda for. Not that yeah. your friends have agenda, like there's a hidden thing, right? But it's like they're gonna say stuff because they want you to hear it that way, or or they don't want you to be upset, so they're not gonna say this part of it. Whereas somebody who could care less if you're upset with them is gonna tell you how it is. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? So yeah, dude, it's um. Therapy's a thing, man. Steve yeah. Carell, I, this show too. I was telling Aaron, I'm like, do you feel like you're at work watching this? And she's just like, this is this is how some of them are. Yeah. And she even said how like she she has had people who have told her like I've killed people before. Like, what the fuck? You just sit there and just talk about it, huh? Crazy. Yeah. Well, you have to like. Yeah. Unless they like say they're gonna do it again, you can't really say anything. Right. I mean realistically right it's crazy yeah but um we do see another side of his life though steve carell's character because there's yeah. this moment where he takes a guitar to well he has a dream first oh yeah what's what was the dream i can't remember so it again. he's sleeping and all of a sudden you hear this kind of music oh that's right oh. and while he's in bed he like kind of it's like a fucking horror movie and you see this woman who's clearly dead holding a guitar Oh, was she holding the guitar? I didn't see. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was like a guitar neck or something. Oh, okay. Like she was holding okay. a guitar neck. And he rolls over and he doesn't even react to the woman. And he gets up and then he hears a baby crying. Yeah. And he goes and he looks and it's this baby with like a a face from Resident Evil. Like I was like, what the Yo, fuck? Yo, do you know, uh, you know Slipknot? Yeah. The singer Corey Taylor, he's got a mask that looks just like that. I was looking at that. I was like, dude, that baby's face looks like Corey Taylor's mask. Yeah. It's creepy. No, that's literally creepy what I thought hell. too. So then he wakes up and he immediately ends up going to this like passport yeah. place. Yeah. And With the guitar. And I was like, wait, is this like a passport slash pawn FedEx <laughs> slash pawn shop? I was looking. <laughs> when he walked in, I'm looking at the place. And I'm like, where are they selling shit? And these people are clearly Jewish. Like, yeah. They've yeah. got the, the yarmulke. yarmulke uh, yeah. And and like like Hasidic Jews. So like the Hasidic Jews have also the little curls. Yeah. That come from the side of the, you know, the, their, their sideburns and stuff. And yeah. So he walks in. And the one dude, one is like, there's a younger guy there with the beard and then an older guy. And the older guy's like. I'll leave you two alone. And he walks off. I was like, oh, what's this about? Yeah. And 
Steve Carell's character, which I can't remember what his name is in this. Aaron? Is it Aaron? I don't I remember. Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So he walks in and he goes up to the man at the counter and he's like, "Ezra, how are you?" Alan is his name. Alan. Okay. So Alan, who's Steve Carell's character, goes up to who we find out is his son, Ezra, and he's like. Hey, I brought you mom's guitar. I thought you would want it because you're the only one who plays guitar. Yeah. And his son like gives him this awkward look and he mm-hmm. goes, well, I don't play anymore. Yeah. And it's like. You could tell there's a weird thing there with the family right now. Which if you watch farther along, you find out why. Because I definitely did continue. Oh, you did. It. I haven't yet. Dude. Dude. When, as soon as the first this one ended, I looked at Aaron. I'm like. How am I not supposed to watch more? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I had to keep going. Damn. I had to. I okay. couldn't not. Okay. It's, it gets so good. Okay. Okay. So then we kind of go back to Steve Carell's house. And, like, you're kind of seeing that, like, even though he's a therapist, he also has some things in his life that mm-hmm. are clearly not okay. Like, yeah. He is living a very lonely life, it seems. Mm-hmm. And kind of reminds me of Steve Martin's character in yeah. Murders in the Building. Like, like, he has his own, like, routines, cooking mm-hmm. breakfast, doing these things, but all. He's he's lonely. He's by himself. Yeah. So we're cutting back now to him in this fucking basement, mm-hmm. and we see Gene. The light turns to- on. The lights turn on. He comes down the stairs, doesn't he? Doesn't he come down? No, no. He comes no, from a door. He comes into the sliding glass door. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, I know this sucks, but I'll explain everything in a minute." And yeah. And Alan's like, "What the fuck, Gene?" He's like, Jesus. And Gene's not wearing his hat now. He's not wearing his sunglasses. He's looking mad crazy, though. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'll explain everything. I promise. I know. But I'll make everything better. I swear. Mm -hmm. I swear. And like, he's got a little fucking, you know, shit pile or a shit pail in the corner for fucking Alan. Yeah. And he's like, you got to let me out of here. Like, Gene, what are you doing? Gene. But he's scared. You could tell he's legit scared. He's like, you need to, this is not the way to do this. You need to stop this. Like, let's stop it this very second. Take this off. He's talking to him like he's a patient now, too, trying to really reason with him to try to, and he's trying to use all the tools he's learned to interact with them and how to get him to, to do what he needs him to do. Like, I know you need help. I can help you. We'll go back to my office. We'll go. We'll do it the right way. We'll do two to three days a week. And he's just like, no, it doesn't work that way. It wasn't working. He's like, I was thinking about it and I realized I couldn't open up to you there. That's your office, but I can hear. And so I need you to help me. And you're like, oh shit, what's he about to say? He's like, I have a compulsion. <laughs> well, I was like, oh Jesus. He's like, a compulsion? What the fuck? So he's like, yeah, one minute. And he runs upstairs and he grabs mm-hmm. like a tray. Mm-hmm. And he comes down and he's like, I got you a fucking shawarma and blah, blah, blah. And he's Whatever like, Whatever this was, I didn't even understand what the hell you saying. No. Like, what is he giving him? He's like, This is good with this. And if you dip this with this, it's good. And I was like, All right, whatever. I'm like, Okay, Mr. I think it's fucking. like Indian food or something like that. Yeah, it was some kind of like crazy food. But yeah. I mean, it did look good, to be it fair. Did. <laughs> it, did, it did look good. And <laughs> Alan's like, just chucked. Like, he is like blown the fuck away because. Even through all of this, he is scared, but he is like in awe yeah. of the audacity of this man. Because and I would also be in awe of the fact that, are are you serious? Yeah. Like, did you really just do this? And then he goes, my name's not Gene. What the fuck? And now Alan's just like, what? He's he, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. He's like, my name's Sam. And he's like, and you're wondering why therapy's not fucking working? Yeah. Like, 
I said this to my friend because he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell my, the therapist all this, this, and that. And I was like, you need to tell them everything. You have to. That's how it like, works. It's like putting a puzzle together without all the pieces. Yeah. Like, that'd be like throwing them all in the middle stuff and then not having the edges. Like, what You're the right. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> as uncomfortable as it is, you got to bear it all, man. Yeah. Like, there's no point in going yeah. to therapy if you're not going to give them everything right. to that's, work with and that's what sam's doing but he's doing it the wrong way right now <laughs> yeah but the thing that i don't understand is like what's the difference here like either way clearly at the conclusion you're gonna get rid of alan because yeah. if you're telling him all of this here yeah like that means you're gonna have to tie up the loose end so you're still gonna point. have to kill him some point right yeah god like, dang that's crazy that was my first thought was like you're still gonna have to kill him so even though you're going through all this therapy yeah unless so, he can therapize you to the point where he works you works it out of you right like so you don't do that because that's what he says he says i have a compulsion and he says what what's what do you mean and he says to hurt people and then he says i kill people and he's like yeah, like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's like not one or two or two or three or something like that. And he says, oh, what did he say? He says something like, okay, well, we can, you know, I can help you with this because we have patient doctor confidentiality. You know, as long as you're not telling me you're planning on doing it, then it's all in the past. It's things that we can work through and, and I don't have to report anything. And he goes, yeah, I'm planning on doing it. And that's where Steve's just like. I wish you hadn't said that. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it's motherfucker. Like, why did you say that? Yeah, like, could you? Why? And it's like you're putting yourself in a position because he wants to. He actually wants to do therapy. He's being completely honest. Yeah, which is fair <laughs> in a weird way. But it's like, yeah, dude, fucking crazy. Come on, you psychopath. Yeah. And he's like, I, you're supposed to be in a safe place. This is not safe for me. Like, how is this supposed to be okay? Yeah. And he's like, well. I get it, but like I couldn't tell you everything before because I couldn't tell you the truth. I didn't want to tell you anything about me because mm-hmm. then I figured you'd write it down and then you'd be able to tell everyone. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you anything, but I mean, this stuff is really good. I wish you would eat it. And then he like goes and dips the bread in some sauce, yep. eats it, and then he literally pushes the table with the food towards Alan with his leg and then just sits back and stares at him. Crazy. End of show. And I was like... And that's what we have. So we have somebody who's a a serial killer who has decided that, I, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I'm trying to fight this urge to kill people. Let me go see a therapist. I read a book. I've read all the books is what he said, basically. I've seen them all. I've read them all. Yours was the one that seemed like it was going to work. It felt right. And he goes, but being in your office, it wasn't working. And he's like, for some reason, though, I can talk to you here. So let's do it. Let's do this. Fix me. And he's like, and meanwhile, the trauma that he's causing for the therapist now, who's just like, in his mind, he's like, I'm dead. I'm good as dead. I'm good as dead. I'm fucked. And the thing that I didn't understand is he looks at Alan and he goes, I've gone to three other Jewish therapists and I picked you. Why do they have to be Jewish? That's what I was wondering, too. So that's another interesting huh. factor. Did that come up in, in what you saw future episodes? So no, far? not yet. Not the yet. Ju- I mean, the Jewish thing does come up, but not with. It's weird that he said yet. it that yeah. way, huh? So I'm Unless wondering. There's this, uh, is there a, a weird religious thing that plays into his kind of psychosis or something like that? You know what I mean? It could be. Or maybe he's Jewish maybe. himself. I don't know. But weird. it's a very. This whole thing is interesting because like. Yeah, you got to get to the next parts. Cause I, I'm just telling you, as soon as it finished, I couldn't believe it was done. It was that fast. Like It, it was. went so fast. But it was. I told Aaron, like, 
I couldn't believe I didn't look away from the TV at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't pick up my phone at all. Like I was legit like just like sucked in. Mm-hmm. It, it's filmed so well. It's done so well. The way the story plays out is great timing. It keeps you right, really like what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, all the way up till it goes to credits. And then you're just like, what the fuck? Come on now. Yeah. And the transitions are great. Like, oh, Between yeah. the dreaming and the, yeah. like you never have a question of like what's happening. Like yeah. you understand oh, yeah. it. It took you. It was so good. Oh, very good. Very good. And so my roommate, when he had watched it, he said he was having trouble at first watching it because he watched the office and he was like struggling with the like steve carell in that character yeah <laughs> but like i don't think i had trouble with no it. not me either because i like the office too but i've seen carell in other things so it's like yeah. i've seen him in different roles enough and i've seen him in, in serious roles too so it was it, it's pretty cool to kind of see him play in this character yeah i Man. really liked it like he plays this character very well like he's a good therapist like he's very Neutral. That's what Aaron was saying too. She was saying a lot of the things he was saying. She goes made sense because, like, she will watch movies where therapists or psychologists come into play, and a lot of times it's the fiction version, the way like writers who write the roles think it's supposed to go, but they're not real psychologists or or they didn't really um, research to mm-hmm. know how it works. You know what I mean? And she said this one was he was actually it was really good. Yeah. Because the thing that I've come to notice, like I've done a lot of research just in general on, I'd say, serial killers. And like you read a lot of about the therapists that talk to them. And what I've read of other therapists is that they generally try to stay neutral. So it's not that. Yeah, they're, that's what you got to do. Yeah, they're never giving you any valid, not too much validation. Yeah, they're just like asking you questions and like trying to understand like where you're coming from and then yeah. trying to give you other the opposite side of like what that could be not that they're like telling you what to do and a lot of therapists that you see in other situations like in other movies and stuff they tell you what to do yeah yeah and and that's not this is what you should do this is really what you should be doing yeah Yeah. it's not that it's supposed to be like a suggestion and it's supposed to be like kind of help you get there to 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 get there yourself like guide you to what you're getting to yeah because it's supposed to be your idea like it's supposed to be your decision it's interesting, man. This was yeah. a good one. This it's, was a really good one. It gets so much better too. Like, uh, and as you watch it, like, you kind of like him. The now, serial killer, a little Sam? bit. You know what I was telling Aaron? I said right before we hit start, I said, "What if the crazy thing about this whole thing is is that the patient is not whoever Steve Carell's seeing? Maybe he's the patient, and it's going to all come all the way back around. Like this whole thing is about him and going through things." And she's just like, "That'll be interesting." Mm-hmm. Then I watched this, and I'm like, "Holy shit! This is even better than I thought." Yeah, no, no, definitely not. No, it was no, awesome. Just, but no, the like at first, the first couple episodes after this, I want to say that I, at least me personally, I kind of not that I liked him, the the serial killer, but like understood him more. You could just see that he had more of a personality than just like a stone cold killer. It wasn't that like he was a person. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So you've seen that he was a person. Interesting. But then he goes psycho and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Get to see it. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, dude. I'm definitely checking. Dude, it to it's stay in so good. In those 22 minutes, you're like. Ah! disappeared man disappeared that's how good it is every episode every episode oh my God. that 22 minutes you're like see that is something that i would I binge anything watching. that just flies those are the ones that are easier to binge yeah than not. and it's it every episode like the ending it just you have to like keep going because you're like are you really gonna leave me right there yeah yeah exactly oh snap all right you ready for the next week 
Yes. Like, Next what are you week, hitting me with? What I was thinking, I've heard a lot of good things about this show and I wanted to check it out. And so I saw it again when I was watching The Patient. I was like, oh, this is it. Let me see if we want to watch this. Have you seen Reservation Dogs? No. What is this? It's on Hulu as well. <laughs> okay. I think it's an FX show. Uh, and it's about it's about Native Americans. But it's like, I can't even tell you much more about it. I just know it's like I, present day and it just following a bunch of people or lives or stories of what's going on and is it like documentary style no no it's a it's a i think it's like a fx drama okay style. um oh here details reservation dogs four indigenous teenagers in rural oklahoma steal rob and save in order to get to the exotic mysterious and faraway land of california teenagers oh my in oklahoma God. in oklahoma indigenous kids dude <laughs> Trying to get to the faraway magical land of California. Oh my god! Let's check it out. Reservation Dogs. Okay, That's what we'll do I'm next week. I'm all about week. it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Tube Time. We really appreciate it. Make sure to head over to social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, Tube Time Podcast. Yep. And give us a follow, comment, like our stuff. And um, that's it, man. That's it for me. I can't wait till next week. I'm on vacation starting tomorrow. Yeah, that's the driving, driving to Cape Cod. Oh, it's gonna be fun. We'll be back Friday, so we'll be we'll be back in time to record regular next week. We'll be good to go. So we'll see you guys then. Until then, I've been Chris. I'm Courtney. And I don't even know what to say. This is crazy. Yeah, don't crazy, crazy. Just can't, can't kidnap your therapist. No, like what the fuck? Do like I don't even know how to make this one sound funny because I'm just like just don't just don't do it. Don't I'd, kidnap your therapist. Like what the fuck? Like this shit is fucked.